Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. We pray that this message strengthens and encourages you in your walk with God. All right, all right. How we doing? Doing good? Good. I hope you guys had a good week. How many enjoyed almost 80 degrees yesterday? Now, I have a confession, okay? I have stopped praying for snow. After experiencing yesterday, I'll be like, okay, let's bring on summer. Amen? But when winter comes, you better believe I'm fasting and praying. Just messing with it. Just kidding. Yep. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 2. We're going to get to that in a second tonight to this morning. Whew, I'm already done with the day. How many of you have been excited about these series lately? How many of you gotten something from these series lately? Let me ask you this more importantly. How many of you had gone home and have studied and have found new things out yourself from these series? Okay, 10 of you. Okay, good. Okay, gotcha. Good, 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 good. I want to encourage you, again, is that the Word of God is for all believers. I'm, okay, I'm going I'm to do it over on this side. Vicki, thanks for coming back for me. Give me a shout down if you can. The Word of God is for all believers. Are you with me? Who knows who here believes that you can learn from this yourself? With the help of the Holy Spirit, right? How many of you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? Good. Okay, we're getting somewhere. How many believe that with the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing? Great. Three of you. Fantastic. Good. Let me ask it again. How many of you, before you knew Jesus, were really good at life? Good. That was more honest. I appreciate that. Great. With Holy Spirit and the truth of the Word of God, man, all things are possible in Him, amen? And we are more than conquerors. And I want to encourage you with that. Please get this in our hearts and our heads today, that we have got to understand that the Word of God is not just for the elite, or not just for those who are special placed, or not just for the clergymen. You have the ability to open up the Word of God and to understand. Let me take it a step further. You all have an ability to learn. Look at your neighbor and say, me not dumb. (laughs) Like some of your faces, like, well, maybe. Well, no, just kidding. Spouses turn away, right? How many of you know that you can understand and discern the time we're in? Come on. How many of you understand that just because something socially or culturally is all over the news and all over our schools and all over our society and all over our country doesn't mean that you can't understand that and you can't understand or approach it or know how to speak to it or know how to believe against it? How many of you know that you can be given the wisdom and understanding of God to stand against the things of this world? Why? Because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you have the word of God about you. So do not, do not. I'm... I dare you. Do not come to me and say, I just can't understand the word. You can. I will smack you. Right? How many know that's a lie? Now, if you want to come and let's, let's get a cup of coffee and let's talk theology, let's talk doctrine, let's talk what God is doing, let's, talk, let's do it. But if you come and say, I just can't understand this, this book, it's this, oh. well, you can understand Facebook. Boy, everyone seems to have a scholar or a sort of a degree in fear these days. Right? Good old, I, I'm not going to say his name, 700 Club or whatever the case may be. He came out of retirement, 92 years old, and went on the TV and started saying this, the Russia invasion, invading Ukraine, is Gog and Magog, the end is here. How many people listen to that and are like, that's it, we're done? Right? You can understand the times. You can look at 700 Club and old, good old Pat Summerall there and say, not Pat Summerall, I can't remember his name, to be honest with you. Anybody, what's his name? Robertson, thank you. You can look at that TV and say, wrong. That is silly theology. Because what happens is today is through fear and anxiety, through the unestablished absolute truth of God in our lives, what happens is we interpret everything around us based on what's happening around us, through our feelings and our emotions or what people say or what people do. To be honest with you, that's the majority of politics today. So we want to dive into this today, and we talked about this a little bit last time. We talked about idols. We talked about the self. We talked about the falsehoods around us. We talked about the deceptions. And I want to dive a little bit more into this today, and I want to try to bring this. we got a lot of ground to cover, and I want to try to cover as much as I can today, so, so stay with me. If you have any questions, raise your hands. Good. 
I'm serious about that. I'm serious. I don't think they know. All right. So here's you. The best looking you ever. You look good, right? Yes, today some of the illustrations will be emojis. <laughs> so that should be simple enough. When we talk about our life, we have to understand when we talk about the absolutes of God, we've got to understand that our lives must be built on the foundation of truth. Now, when we talk about the foundation of truth, what am I referring to? As believers, what is the foundation of that truth in our lives? The Word of God. What else? What's that? Well, keep going. How about Jesus? I know, he's a good guy. Have you ever heard of him? Right? Jesus, our salvation experience, our relationship with God. The relationship we have with the Holy Spirit, which is, opens us up to prayer and intimacy and the knowing of one another. Oh, here's a third component that a lot of people don't want to get into. How about family, church, ecclesia, community? Can I tell you your foundation will be shaken like nobody else if you have a tendency of running away from people all the time? Oh, I don't want to go to church. I don't need church. I don't need those people. I can find Jesus all by myself. How's that working for you? All right? So our foundation, as we've been talking about, is our relationship with God. Now, here is the interesting thing, and here's what I wanted to talk about last time. What happens is in our lives, we filter everything we do out of that truth of what we create in our own lives. So when my life is filtered in truth and relationship or God, then what we end up finding out is that truth and wisdom begins to affect everything that we do. But what happens so often and not, as we talked about last time, this is where we talk about idols, if we filter it. We talked about self, right? And by the way, self is emotions and feelings. And how many woke up this morning not wanting to come to church? Maybe you're tired. Maybe you feel, you know, the whole nine yards. How many this morning were like, if they could intravenously connect coffee to myself, I would be able to conquer life, right? Yes, that was me, right? As I'm grumbling through the house, the whole nine yards. And so we find this element of self. How many know that the self, the flesh, which Paul talks about that you need to kill the old man, you need to kill the flesh. How many know that is the unspoiled two-year-old brat inside of you? Every one of us has a two-year-old brat inside of us. Are you with me? How many, we, I didn't do that, I didn't want to do that. I don't want to eat my vegetables. I don't want to go to bed early. I don't want to, it's inside of you. <laughs> You've got to tell it to shut its face. And you got to remember, wait a minute, wait a minute. You were dairied and bought with a price. You were buried in the ground. Why in the world are you zombifying my life right now? You are raising yourself out of the ground, and you are trying to tell me how to dictate my life. But I, to be honest with you, I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of God, and he lives and resides inside of me. And Paul says what? He says he gives life. The same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead gives life to your mortal bodies. So next time you wake up in the morning, you need coffee, please enjoy coffee. Please go carry on. But it, it, when you find yourself dealing with emotions and feelings wearing at you, rise up and say, enough, you spoiled little brat. To be honest with you, that might be a whole parenting se series we might have to do sometimes. But anyway, we have to put it in its place. We have to correct it and discipline it. We have to put it in submission. So when we have elements like idols and we have elements like self and we have elements like the world, oh my goodness. In fact, I'm going to break up world a little bit today just because we all love it. I'm going to put one down here called politics. I'm already hearing on the internet, all over the web, the whole nine yards, Trump, he's going to save us all. <laughs> he's coming. Here's his vice president candidates and the whole nine yards. Man, we're going to rock it out. You know who rocks it out? You doing something. Government is way too big. Can I emphasize that for a moment? And the only way that we're going to combat that element, and this element is the truth, is if we come back to the basics, the simplistics of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Back to community. Back to family. Can I tell you that early on, just on a little bit of a side note here, early on during the Revolutionary War and the enact enacting of this country, do you realize government was such a minute subject to people's minds and hearts? Government was this itty-bitty little thing way miles away. And even if it was a close, it wasn't an element of even thinking that this was something to dictate and to, to speak to our lives. But now it has become everything that we do. 
to the degree that we are no longer a capitalist nation. We've moved on past that, as Pastor Dean was referring to when it comes to the economy. We're a socialist, or what they call a socialist capitalism. In fact, to be honest with you, our economy and our stock market runs more like that of China than it does what we should have been to the very beginning. Do you understand that? China cannot be absolute communist. Why? Because it has to have an element of making money. This is why Russia is really broke to a large extent. Mm -hmm. China knows what they're doing, but as a government, they're taking advantage of us. The world's taking advantage of us. We don't do anything at times. The church is affected by this. We've given up all of our convictions, all of our passions, all of our hearts, all of our motives, all of our hopes. Why? Why? Because we've listened and we've grabbed a hold of everything in our lives. So when we talk about this, I want to bring up a few different things. So when we walk in truth and we walk with God, one of the things you're going to find out is a couple different things. Is number one, actually I'm going to the next section. Number one, it's going to be individually, right? So this is going to affect you, the individual. Now, this is important because you have to understand is you have to be engaged with truth every single day. Whether you're listening to a teaching, whether you're in the Word, whether you're having fellowship with another believer, whether you're witnessing to someone, whether you're in the Bible and studying it, you individually have to be changed. You have to build that within you. You have to grow that within you. If you don't, you will be unstable in all your ways. What you will find is what you don't know, God will build in you and he will give you a grace to overcome the things when they do come. So don't push God don't get ahead of the cart, right? Don't put the, horse, the cart in front of the horse, right? I think that's what my wife said. Don't push it. Don't force it. Let God lead you through. For example, how many of you walk through life and you think, boy, I'd be so much better if I would just would get rid of this or if i just get rid of that? Well, maybe that's not what God has for you. What are you talking about? It's, it's fear and anxiety and doubt and his whole nine yards. Listen, have you went to God individually in that place of truth and knowledge and wisdom and the relationship with him to say, Daddy, what is affecting my heart? What do you want to deal with now? Because he's a good father. So what he does, he says, I want you to, and I've talked about this a lot, I want you to deal with this right here. And you're looking and going, God, <laughs> here it is, here's the self, right? <laughs> you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. That is our heart position, isn't it? It's rebellious, it's offensive, it's, it's rude, it's disrespectful. Think about that. We disregard God and what he's really trying to do in us. So as we stand over here in our own self, we're going nowhere. Oh, I got to deal with this. Oh, I got to deal with that. Oh, I got to deal. No. In fact, to be honest with you, years and years ago when I was addicted to pornography and lust and girls and the whole nine yards before I married, it was a mess. I, God was speaking to my heart on what needed to be dealt with. I realized that the pornography and the lust issues that I had was because of another heart issue. My real battle was condemnation. My real battle was that I didn't know how to be a son. That's my battle. I didn't know how to be in love and a relationship fully giving everything to God, which brings confidence and conviction, not condemnation and doubt. But I kept trying to fight the external, but the moment that I come over to God and God says, I want you to deal with this and handle it this way, it all been broke, it was broke free. It came loose. So individually, we have to remember that we have to grow in this truth. So this will keep us away from all of the deception around us. Next, we have to do it corporately. And I'm going to put it as a family. We have to understand, guys, that we have to address offenses quick. We have to address issues quick. We have to address the things of our hearts in a quick fashion. We are meant to do this together. We are nowhere near to the extent that I believe that we always read with Acts 2, to the degree I believe that God's true, his true heart is for us to be together. This brings about revelation and relationship. Why? Let me give you an example. Today you have an egotistical talking big heads on TV all day long. How many have seen them? You've probably seen them. Yeah, they're talking big heads, the whole nine yards, right? And they will sit there and tell you, anybody who's a blogger or anybody who's online, quite honestly, they are nothing of an effect. They're not real media. They're not real journalists. They're not. Do you realize, I better slow down, that when you get online and you begin to declare or discuss a, a certain issue, do you realize that according to the Constitution and the founding of this country, you are exercising free press? You are exercising the freedom of speech. And the purpose of that was to create public open dialogue between people. 
so that when it was exposed and brought forth, people could debate and decide, no, be convicted, be changed, change your minds, be swayed, be, you know, grow in understanding. It brings another issue, it brings another debate, it brings another thing. This active moving of understanding and knowledge and conversation creates in us growth. It's the same thing with the body. We text people, man, could you just pray for me today? I'm really struggling with, with fear today. Hey, can you pray for me? I'm really struggling with my, my relatives here today. Hey, what do you do in this situation? Hey, what do you guys think about this? Hey, what do you think if we, if we stepped into this type of thing in our life? What do you think about? What can I do with my family? When we come together as family, then what happens is wisdom is released. The enemy comes and brings deception and pulls you away from truth and foundational truth and absolutes of God when he pulls you away from the body based on yourself, your emotions, your feelings, your issues, your past, your darkness, whatever. And he separates you from the body. I've said this before. One of the, sometimes we would have individuals here at the church that would want to volunteer, and they're just having a rough go at it. What was the best place to put them? Anybody? Jason, where was the best place to put them? That's right. Put them right there by the greeter. Why? Won't they be miserable? Oh, maybe one, but they're done. Because as soon as they extend themselves out into the light in fellowship and love and a hug and a holy kiss, if you're like that, handshakes, encouragement, next thing you know, that issue in them seems very, 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 very small. And all of a sudden, God begins to remove it from their hearts. This is the amazing thing. So what we find is that individually I'm growing with God but then through family, I'm being changed and truth is being established in me. And here's the other thing. How many of you go to work every day or you turn on the TV or you're watching YouTube videos or you're doing everything else and you get so consumed with the world and sometimes it's just good to come with people that are like-minded? It's good where nobody's, I'm going to use this term loosely, judging you. Nobody's condemning me. But that we come as Peter had wrote. We all are going through the same issues in one way, shape, or form. And we're here to support each other. Any church that doesn't have dialogue, any church or any people or group that doesn't have conversation, any people that doesn't come together and have fellowship on one degree or another, is, there's a problem. There's a problem. And guess what happens? You have all sorts of deception begin to creep in. See, we protect each other. Do you hear me? We protect each other. We may be a flock, but how many know if one sheep notices a wolf, all the sheep start banging? Are you with it's not like one goes, bang. <laughs> and the rest are just over there like, I don't know what he's talking about. What's Bill talking about? I don't know. Not Bill, Bill. Sorry, I just said a sheep's name. I was like, whatever. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it rolled off. I'm sorry, Bill. <clears throat> you are more than a sheep. You are a ram, I feel the Lord say. Uh, you are a few. Uh, <laughs> But what happens is when one begins to bathe, they all begin to bathe, they all begin to holler, they all begin to make a noise, and guess what the shepherd does? That's right. We don't do a shepherd rod around here anymore. We don't. We just, we just have a shotgun or a gun. We just go out to the field, and what are, we, what are we, you know, here we go, what are we looking for? And there's the little uh, Timmy sheep, okay? <laughs> there's the little sheep, and he's like, bam, 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 bam. What's the shepherd do? Boom, 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 right? And takes rid of it, right? This is how it works. But what happens if a sheep, and this is why Jesus had to, was talking about if the one gets lost, what does it do? This is what the body does, doesn't it? It sees the wolf, it sees the issue, it sees the darkness, <laughs> runs away. And where's it at? Where's it at? It's in the wilderness. It's up on the hills. It's over this. It's pouncing all over. What is this sheep doing, right? Isn't that what we do? Yeah. Hey, where are you at? How's things going? Here we go. Delete, 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 right? How many of you ever get a message you don't want to talk to anybody? Okay, don't open it up so they won't see that I saw it. So, power phone off. Oh, uninstall program, reinstall program. I'm gonna, we're gonna. Don't look at me with those self righteous eyes. I know some of you. I know some of you. I've texted some of you going, unbelievable jerk. No, I'm just kidding. Those are my dearest friends I call jerk. Okay, so, you guys are great. I understand you're busy. Now, what happens is that in this devotion, this relationship with us, what ends up happening is it becomes this sort of lifestyle of outward expression. Individually, I'm growing in the truth. Together, we're growing in the truth. And then now outward, I declare and stand for the truth. 
It becomes a form of evangelism. It becomes a form of glory. It becomes a form of demonstration. And so don't get on to me either. Don't, I will, I'll jump your case on this too. Don't come to me like, I just can't talk to people. I'm just, I'm just not good with people. I get caught mouth. I just, I can't talk to them. You know, if I was like Caleb or Pastor Dean or someone who can talk to people, they just got that personality. I'm an introvert and I just hold myself back and I, and I can't, I can't do anything. I just get, you know, I've seen most introverts yell at their kids like it's the second coming. Can I tell you that? I'm not, I've seen introverts. I'm a very quiet person. I'm going to smack the other side of you. You can smack them across the thing and everything. I'm just like, oh, 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 okay. Can we get that at church? Just kidding. Okay, so do you see what I'm getting at here? One of the things you have to understand is that it's the, it's the truth that is within us that releases us into this glory. I don't have to be nervous. I can be myself. So regardless of who I'm talking to, regardless of what I'm talking about, I'm witnessing and testifying of the goodness of Jesus Christ. The conversation will come up. It will. Why are you such in a good mood? Why are you always smiling? Don't you, don't you ever realize that? People are always talking about that. I just wish we had another politician. I wish we just had another policy. I wish we just had better things in our lives. And then the moment something comes that actually brings good news or hope or something, they jump your case. Why are you so happy? <laughs> Why do you got to be all perky and everything? I've had that before. In fact, most of you have heard this story. I was in school one time, high school, and I was sitting beside a girl, and uh, she just came to me, and she just looks at me, and she's like, why do you got to be so religious? I was an introvert. I said nothing. <laughs> I was just standing there. And at that time, I couldn't quite pull out the government crack pipe program. I couldn't do it. I was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, what did your parents feed you this morning? <laughs> what are you doing? She just yelled at me. She chewed me out. I didn't say anything. So here's the thing, when you grow in truth and you stand by truth and live truth, sometimes, guys, you won't even have to do a thing. You will slip into evangelizing. You will slip into, oh, they want to talk about Jesus. Boy, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're going to stand up. You're going to be firm. You might be nervous, but, man, remember who your God is. Remember what truth is. Well, I'm a lesbian. I'm a homosexual. I'm a gay man. I'm a transgender. I'm, I, I identify as a parrot. Uh, I don't know what I am. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I don't believe in that. I believe in abortion. I'm a Republican. This, I'm a It doesn't make a difference. Sometimes I tell people just, man, can you just stop for a second? Can you just stop for a second? And be honest with you, go right where they're at. Are you exhausted? What are you talking about? How many identities do you have this month? How many things are you dealing with this month? Aren't you exhausted? I can't believe you said that. I'm offended. Yeah, I said it to you because I kind of like you. You're kind of cool. I kind of love you. You don't want to get weirded out like that, you know? I kind of love you. Well, maybe I'm. No, that's not another identity. <laughs> Stop. Sometimes you need a hug. Can I help you out with something? Can I be different in some way? Can I carry your books for you? Can I take you to lunch sometime? Can I grab a cup of coffee with you sometime? Why are you being so kind? There's that thing again, right? <laughs> Why you got to be so kind? Because everyone's a jerk to you. And then you open up with this. Because God loves you. And I'm not concerned with all your junk because to be honest with you, Holy Spirit, if you get a hold of God, Holy Spirit's going to work with your junk. It's my obligation to declare the good news and to present that to you. So when we open this up, we have to understand is that growing in truth keeps us away from these things, growing individually, growing family, the outward expression, right? And so, but one of the things that happens here in the world is that we find ourselves in a position that affects everything around us. So if I'm filtered through this, right, and I want to share this with you. Number one, let's talk about current events. <laughs> This is going to be good. When we talk about current events, when we talk about current issues, when we talk about current social things around us, what happens is if you are fueled by this, this will look very different when you're not fueled by God. So, for example, when we look at the situation, actually, I'm going to go right at it. Well, let's start off. Softball pitch. Gas prices. How does this got to do with God? Bear with me. How many know God wants to be involved with everything of our lives? Listen, I about passed out when I saw you guys had 429 down here in the gas pumps, and we're still kicking around 350, 360 down in Belpre area, a little hawking area. 
what do we do, right? Gas prices. The world will tell you that it's being affected by what? Oh, the war in Russia. Oh, the war in Russia. If they didn't go to war, we wouldn't have these high gas prices. Oh, my goodness. Fog and mirror, fog and mirror, right? Switch of the hand. Are you with me? All of a sudden, they get you in a tizzy. Well, it's, it's, because, it's because we really need to love the planet more. Well, it's because of your car and your carbon footprint, and, and, and you're making too much noise and too much issues. Pollution is what you are. This is why gas price is going on. But here's the thing, and I get this all the time. Wisdom comes in every form and way from the Holy Spirit, from the Word of God. So what happens is that when I grow in these three categories and I grow in relationship with him with truth, I will begin to look at current events like gas and sit there and go, no, wait a minute. We have a bunch of knuckleheads in Washington who pulled and stopped everything. There's a war that's been created, and I don't trust Ukraine or Russia in any part of this. People are in caught in between. That's another conversation. But here's a president, particularly, who has said, we're going to cut everything off in this country because we need to go green. Not that I'm opposed to green things. I'm not going to get too deep into this, but I want, I want, I'm trying to get you to understand my thought process. But then what you do, Mr. President, White House, Congress, because they're letting it happen, you then in turn buy oil that we need from Russia, the very people that at the same time on the other side of your mouth on the news are saying they're the evil dictators that are attacking the world. Jesus, I know, right? <laughs> that makes sense. No, it doesn't. The truth that is within us reveals into us and sees the deception that is in front of us, which, number one, makes us better Americans, by the way. Number two, it makes us better citizens. Number three, it makes us better human beings of this world. And we can stand up and say, <laughs> you're an idiot. This is not right. This is not correct. This is not accurate. But what do we do? We get on Facebook can you see the gas prices? And we do nothing. We don't get into our word. We don't get into prayer. We don't ask God. It raises, but regardless of that, we need to be going to prayer and saying, God, this is raising because we got knuckleheads that are controlling all this. I have no, it's hard for me to control or change this, but Lord, you are the provider of everything that I need. So Lord, I pray for gas money. I pray to get around. I pray for the diesel costs to go down so that we may be able to have food and supplies and resources. Lord, I pray that you provide what we need in this time of people trying to take power in trips. Are you with me? Do you see how this works? I'm no longer dependent upon what Washington does. I'm no longer dependent on what war does. I'm no longer dependent on what's going on around the world. I'm dependent on truth and absolute truth. He is my God and my king. Let's do another issue. America is a racist nation. How many of us of our hearts, and I posed this to the teens last week, some of these teens were kind of, hmm. And I told them point blank, you've already bit. You've already been sucked in. And by the way, parents, you need to start speaking up. You need to be vocal in your kids' lives. Well, I don't want them to run away from me. I don't want them to be my friends. They're not your friends. They're your sons and daughters that you love dearly and have relationships with, but you've got to be real with them. You've got to be, sweetie, hey, hon, sweetie, we're not a racist nation. To be honest with you, the people, that's good, okay, <laughs> let's back up. Truth, absolute truth. Number one, think about it for a second. Who told you you were racist? Think about that. How many of you in your heart have an issue with a black man? How many of you in your hearts have an issue with someone of Latin descent or someone who's Asian? Or Think about that for a second. So we're immediately ready to jump on the bandwagon that we're a racist nation, but then we look at everybody around us, and yeah, you're going to have those few people that have some hate and some fear in their hearts. I get you on that. Racism's real, and race is real. We live in a decrepit, sinful world. But if you look around people and you're thinking, you know what? That's not true. In fact, the very verbiage, the very junk that they're spewing at you that we are a racist nation it's coming from racism and racists themselves, telling us and who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to act. The way that, here we go, let's go. The way the truth says is that, number one, this is 2022. What's been done in the past 
through Christ has been forgiven. It's no longer I who live. The Bible doesn't teach racism. The Bible doesn't teach slavery. Okay, I can break that down with you if you like later on. Don't listen to the news. Again, truth. But we can look at it and say, you know what? I'm called to love all mankind. And if I look at it as a citizen or as a person, as a human being of this world, I can look at people and say, you know what? It's 2022. Shouldn't we be just loving people just because of who they are? Just them? Just them? I don't care what color you are. I don't care what height you are. I don't care how you girl, guy, whatever. Shouldn't we just respect and love and honor them? That comes out of truth. This is, by the way, where Republicans mess up and conservatives are politicians. Because we think that as Americans, we're Christian because we have a tent and sort of a leaning towards these beliefs. That's not accurate. That doesn't mean you're a Christian. It just means you have commonality with the church and with the word of God. That's all. It's not going to get you to heaven. It's not going to release you into life and hope and truth. Are you with me? These are big deals. Every situation that happened with CVD, every situation that happened with all the mandates, Every situation must be led by truth. Because what's coming down the road is we are going to be influenced and we are going to be swayed and we are going to be pulled away into deception on every avenue. You have to be ready. Really, were the numbers really that bad? I'm going to go here a little bit. You may not find us on YouTube. According to my statistics and what I've read, even coming up to this, you know what? The flu took more lives than pneumonia as well before this ever hit. And even after. And when truth begins to expose things, and this is what's the cool thing about this. When you walk in truth and have a relationship with truth, you know what happens? There is a revealing of what's really going on. So that when I look at the State of the Union address that comes on last Tuesday, and then find the day before the the White House released that all mandates by the CDC were now to be pulled and no longer applicable, when I see that New York City come Monday, the day before the State of the Union address, that they are releasing all passports, vaccine passports, and mask mandates from the city of New York before the State of the Union address, this is no longer about an epidemic. This is no longer about health. This is about agenda and deception. Are you with me on this? I'm going to stop there for a moment. Because what happens, actually I'm going to add one more note. Because what happens is that instead of actually looking at the facts of what's in front of us and legitimately looking at this pandemic, legitimately looking at what's going on and legitimately trying to get an assessment of how we should react, legitimately having access to options and opportunities and other forms of medication and therapy to be able to work through this, we are held back from them. Deception. Deception. And again, I want to bring this back to the Lord because you have to come to prayer with him. You have to seek him, having relationship with him that brings about the understanding and the revelation of what's going on. And to be honest with you, it comes back to individual freedoms ultimately. And this is what God has put in each one of our hearts. If you choose to do X, Y, Z in whatever situation is going on, that's your choice and that's totally fine. But we should not be forced to do anything. Are you with me? Let's continue. Let's take one more. Let's talk about the church. (laughs) Pick a door. Many in the church today will tell you the reality of the kingdom of heaven and how many believe it. How many this morning believe this? Let's take this example. How many believe by praying the prayer, a lot of times, that one is saved and born again? Sure. But how many know that it's not ultimately scriptural? How can you say that? Because what happens is that we find ourselves and people are not convicted and captivated and drawn in by Holy Spirit. And so what happens is we take a group of scriptures and a group of things and we put them together and we say, well, we have to do this, 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 and this to prove that somebody is saved and born again. Religion. I ask you that question this morning, not to condemn or whatever, but to get you to think. How do you know you are saved? I hope all of you are like, hot dog, yes, I know a couple things. Good. How many know that the Holy Spirit is alive and well? Think about that. Many of the church today will tell you that. Well, according to this scripture and according to that scripture, well, it looks like the Holy Spirit doesn't even move today. Your gifts are of the devil. Heard it this past week.
where they take words, for example, in the Greek prophecy. The word prophecy is not a gift that's given up here in the front like we do. It's exhibited in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 14. Oh, no. Prophecy is preaching. They're wrong. But how many believers grab a hold of this and run with it? I was talking to Jason and Teresa last Wednesday night. There's a scripture that says women, women should not preach, teach, or lead in any way capacity. It's not true. That is a contradiction to the rest of scripture. Are you with me here? Truth in the word of God will release you. And this is why it fires me up when you guys, with all you guys, I don't want to come down on anybody, I'm just trying to encourage you, is that you can hear the word of God for yourself. You can read and understand the word of God yourself. And to be honest with you, some of you just have to do it. We're going to get into that in a second. Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to read from the complete Jewish version today. I believe it will be on the screen on some degree. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 through 16. Hear this. He says, my son, if you will receive my words and store my commands inside of you, Paying attention to wisdom, truth, inclining your mind toward understanding, verse 3. Yes, if you will call for insight and raise your voice for discernment, if you seek it as you would silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of Adonai and find knowledge of God. Verse 6. For Adonai, the Lord, gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up common sense for the upright, is a shield to those who conduct is blameless. In order to guard the course of justice, do you get this? Hear me on this. In order to guard the course of justice and preserve the way of those faithful to him. I'm going to read that again, verse 7. He stores up common sense for the upright. How many know we need revival, a.k.a. we need common sense? Just a thought. Is a shield of those who conduct is, conduct is blameless in order to guard the course of justice. You want to know what's wrong with our courts today? You want to understand what's wrong with our laws today? You want to understand what's wrong with politics today? Anything like that? The church has not walked in this truth. If it is, then that means through the glory and the presence of the people, God through the people, through Jesus Christ, wisdom and understanding is released to the masses. Do you hear me on this? When the church does nothing, evil begins to run rampant. You hear it with me? Verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness. Did you get that? After knowing this knowledge. Look, I just told you. Verse 9. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, fairness, and every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart. Knowledge will be enjoyable for you. Discretion will watch over you. And discernment will guard you. Did you get that right there? Discernment will guard you. So when they bring, I didn't get to the other topics. (laughs) When they bring everything against you, you can have here, you can have social issues, right? You can have religion or the church. I'm just gonna put religion here. You can have elements, I'm just going to put the world, as we've been talking about. All of these, discernment is given when you seek knowledge and wisdom in him. So your deciphering of this becomes an element of what God says and through what God says. And I want to take a pause in a moment here, we're going to jump over to Proverbs chapter 3, is this, is that we have to understand is that when we talk about absolute truth, and I know this is debatable, and I'm sure you're going to find some fun philosopher someday, and he's going to confuse the soup out of you, right? I don't know why they say confuse the soup out of you. That's what my mom always said. I don't understand what that even means. Anyway, they're going to confuse you a lot. But when they come, you can declare this and say, he is the absolute truth because he fulfills and answers every single arena of one's life. 
He is the answer, the way, the truth of all things, of science and of math, of creation in the heavens, of, of the way people do things and the way that we act in our hearts and our, our, our tribune being of being spirit, soul, and body, that the way that we interact, that the relationship, the family, everything. God is the creator and the architect of all of that. No other religion, no other faith, nothing can even come close to even touching to that concept. In fact, I heard Frank Turek this a couple weeks ago. He's an apologetist who's running around out there, very good guy. One of the things that he said, he says, and I'm paraphrasing here, is that one of the things that atheists cannot answer is where does the conscience of goodness come from? So, for example, when the founding fathers wrote in our Constitution, they wrote the elements of our conscience, didn't they? The right to free speech, the right to worship, the right to defend yourself, the right to bear arms. Right? The right to a fair justice. All of those things are built under what? Under the Declaration of Independence of what it said, right? Those things that have been given, those rights and liberties that have been given to us by our creator, those inalienable rights. Not to the fact that all the founding fathers were Christians. They weren't. But they wrote a precept that is scriptural. And they built this nation and the structure of it on those precepts. So when we look at the absolute truth, those things are within us. Why? Because God says what? We will create them in our image. There will be a longing. There will be a purpose in them. There will be a heart in them to be drawn back to me, and I'm going to draw them back to me someday. Are you with me? Does that make sense? So that does not mean, and I want to make this very clear, this does not mean that we are in some position of relative truth. I know I'm getting a little geeky here on you, so stay with me. Where relative truth will tell you, well, you know what, it's whatever you make it to be, it's whatever truth you feel it needs to be, whatever makes you happy, whatever that means, whatever brings you courage or, you know, gives you some peace, go with that. That's relative truth. They cannot answer the concept of what has been put inside of us. But what happens, though, and this is where we get this confused as Americans, and like no other country, we sit there and think, well, just because I'm American and I have these precepts, therefore I'm a good person. This is where it comes from. I'm a good person. And if I just do good deeds and just be good to people because of what's inside, those elements that are within, I'll find myself in a good place someday. It's a lie. Because what happens is that when I find Jesus and I find truth in him, what is already there connects with him the creation now begins to be connected with the creator, and now we have relationship, and now we begin to now expand the kingdom of God through Jesus Christ. Do you see how that works? Because this is why the Bible says that your works are dead if you don't know Christ. Because you can do all the things you want, but if they're not joined with him at, by the end of days, it doesn't make a difference. They're all burned up. Are you with me? So it is important that we understand that knowing Jesus Christ and the truth of our foundation is in him and in the word so we can move forward. Proverbs chapter 3, real quick, let's get over this here. Let's go to this, verse 16. He says this. He says, long life is in her right hand, riches and honor in her left. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who grasp her. Whoever holds fast to her will be made many. Happy. Who is he talking about? Who? Wisdom. But this is a type and shadow, and don't be confused with pronouns here, but this is a type and shadow of who? Jesus, the Lord, the living word. I know, I don't have time to get into it. Because he says here in verse 11, back up a little bit, my son, don't despise Adonai's discipline or resent his reproof, for Adonai corrects those he loves, like a father who delights in his son. Then verse 13, happy the person who finds wisdom, the person who acquires understanding, for her profit exceeds that of silver. Gaining her is better than gold. She is more precious than pearls. Nothing you can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand. Riches and honor are left in her left. Listen, I would rather be wise than rich. I would not, I hate being duped. How many hate being duped, hate being deceived, hate being worked over? I would rather understand and know and receive the blessings of God of seeking that out than ever be rich in my entire life. What a miserable life that would be. 
What a miserable life that would be. Because you're always going to be looking. Always going to be searching. Go to chapter 4. The Proverbs, he says this, listen, children, to a father's instruction. Pay attention in order to gain insight. For I am giving you good advice. Don't, so don't abandon my teaching. For I, too, was once a child to my father, my mother, too. Thought of me of her special darling. He, too, taught me. He said to me, let your tre- heart's treasure my words, keep my commands, and live. Gain wisdom. Gain insight. Don't forget or turn from the words I am saying. Don't abandon wisdom. Then she will preserve you. Love her and she will protect you. The beginning of wisdom is what? Get wisdom. Common sense again, it's coming alive. And along with all her getting, get insight. Cherish her, and she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will bring you honor. She will give you your head a garland of grace. Bestow on you a crown of glory. Can I mention something here? This is a reflection of David's heart. Did you see there? He says, my mother, but my father told me this. You see a man in David who made mistakes from not knowing. And he tells his son, seek wisdom. Above all else, seek it. And the one thing that God asks him, I'll give you one thing, what do you desire? And what does Solomon say? Wisdom. Again, we're back to relationship. He does that very thing that his father speaks to him on. Does that make sense? There is a relationship and an intimacy, and due to time, I'm not going to deal with the scriptures, but there is a relationship and an intimacy that we must have with this. We've got to know this. Are you tired of being deceived and duped by everything around you? Get in this. Are you tired of being told one thing and then lied to another in the whole nine yards? Are you tired of having emotions and feelings tell you one thing and not being stable and having insecurities and fears and doubts and everything else? Get into the truth, and it will set you free. Now, I want to do something productive here. (laughs) You already have. I'm going to have therapy for weeks. Just kidding. Okay. I want to give you these tidbits. I have some resources to give you. In fact, what I want you to do is at the end, please grab these. What I've done is I have made, these are eight standard channels on YouTube that you can get that teach the word of God and doctrine. One of the biggest questions I have a lot from people is that, hey, where do I find this stuff? Where do I learn? These guys and gals have been, I've thoroughly read, listened to them. I've thoroughly been involved with them. Pastor Dean has, Pastor Caleb, Erica, Sarah, all the whole gang. These are good people. There's also a couple apps on here. Uh, one is the YouVersion app. Most of you have that Bible app. And also the Blue Letter Bible app, which is a good resource as well. And I can show you how to do that down the road if you ask. And then lastly, one of the greatest apps you could ever put on your phone is Derek Prince Ministries. I want to give these to you because, one, you have no excuse. <laughs> I guess if you don't take one. But I want to give them to you because it's now time for the church to stand up and know. So I want to give you some tidbits, though, that's going to help with this, Okay. And here on this, number one, you have to do it. You have to do it. You have to find your relationship and your walk and your time with God but the way you and him do it. Is it at night? Is it in morning? Is it in afternoon? Do you pray first? Do you read the Bible first? It doesn't make a difference. Are you having devotion with him? You have to do it. The hardest thing to do is to just start and do it. You will find that if you build a little bit up for a week, a little bit up for two weeks, you will start having consistency and you will start having the big mo, momentum. Things will start rolling. And then you'll be reading. And then all of a sudden God begins to speak in whole new ways. You begin to see God in all of these situations and all this stuff in current events. I go giddy when I hear a particular news article or video. Why? Because when I hear and see it, I'm like, that's God. That's what's happening. That's the deception. Everything else is fluff, facts. But when God begins to lead you, he begins to speak to you about what is truth versus deception. He begins to speak to you about what's going on in your heart and your reality. He begins to speak to you and say, hey, you're moving out of emotions and feelings. And what the world is telling you to be, 
out of what I'm telling you to move out in faith with. You have to do it. It's hard. But look at your neighbor and say, I can do this. That's right. If not, Adam will hit me. Just kidding. All right. I'm just messing. (laughs) Just do what my wife does. She just walks out of the room. Okay. Psalms 46.10. Everyone knows this. I hope you know this scripture. Here's the second biggest thing. You have got to turn your brain and your life off at times. The Bible says in Psalm 46.10, it says, be still and know that I am God. I love this version, the complete Jewish version. It says, desist. Stop. Stop. You have to be still. You have to desist. You have to put away. You have to draw near to God. You have to shut it all down. Branson's in a process, and so is Ashton. I talk to them all the time. They'll get up here, and they're distracted and things of that nature in the whole nine yards. Like, Dad, what's going on? Why can't I hear God here? Why can't I not this? I'm asking this and everything else. That's because he's teaching you, and you're learning to be quiet, to be still. And what you will find is that most often than not, then the moment that you do, boy, he shows up like a flood. You have to continue to discipline your mind to turn off the TV, put away social media, put the phone away, put certain relationships in their place, and not in a bad way. If you have kids, put them aside for a second. After bedtime, put them in bedtime. Get that out of your head. With Erica, she's like, I can't spend any time or sit still until the dishes are done and this is done, this is done, this is done. So what I do is I go around and do this, this, and this, 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 so she can have peace. And I know that our times together in prayer, together with her and I, if that stuff's done, we're going to have a great time in prayer. Is it still a struggle at times? Absolutely. Can I tell you one of the hardest things to do is pray with your spouse or pray with other people? But we have to try at it. We have to get going. We have to be still. The world wants your attention. It wants to distract you. Because once it distracts you, it then can influence you in every single lie and deception. And by the way, don't be consumed with the news. Don't be consumed with current events. The Bible says that we'll have rumors of wars and rumors of wars and wars and everything else, and all this stuff will go on, guys. It's just craziness that's been going on forever. When the end time comes, you'll know it. Okay? (laughs) Well, you'll know it. There's a a video we talked, we we watched this a a while back ago. It's been a while. Where you hear trumpets everywhere. I don't know if you guys have ever seen these videos. People just go outside and they just hear these trumpets, the sound of a trumpet. And we had some people ask, ask us at times over the years, you know, is this the trumpet of God? I'm like, well, <laughs> the trumpet of God would be a little bit bigger. Right? So you go outside and you hear, you know, my opinion of God coming back is like, I'm here. You know, I'm like, this is not the Lord. This is not the Lord. Are you with me? Don't get caught up in that stuff. Because then people prophetic oh, I think it's the seven angels releasing the power of the demon. I think it's Amagadon. I think it's coming back again. I think the Lord's returning. I think he's releasing the armies of the hordes of death. What? Stop. Stop. Here is your crack pipe set. Okay, so. <laughs> Sorry. I got to stop this. Can I say that? I found a video this week on a sidebar note. Do you know who is? I, a guy was on there on TV. I think it was in Portland. And he pulls up this, this, the pack, the actual crack pipe set. Okay? He's there actually giving it out. And he's got a crack pipe. He's got the uh, filters that you, so you don't have to share the same spit with somebody so you can alternate filters. Uh, they got instructions for it. They got the whole nine yards. They, they have guidelines. So don't do it too much because you might overdose. That's, <laughs> you want to be safe. Right? You got this whole thing. And then on the other side of that, the very purpose of what they're trying to accomplish, what's on the other side of it? A syringe. That's right. So we're trying to keep you off syringes, but we're going to give you a syringe. And do you know who was passing it out? The local Catholic church. (laughs) Just let that sink in for a second. Do you see what happens when we don't exercise this? Do you see this? Next, two more. The third thing we should be exercising, which I got this from Derek Prince. I want to give him credit. I have wonderful teaching on this, on hearing the voice of God. And I thought it was really good for this. We must stay humble. We must continue to surrender. And we must allow Holy Spirit to work in us. Just like we talked about tonight. Because you could be still 
and you can get momentum going, but how many of there's a moment where Holy Spirit's going to say, hey, I want you to get rid of this. I want you to surrender this to me, and how many of us panic? Come on. Oh, I can't get rid of that. They're like, no, mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of that. Humility. Surrender. Again, Philippians 4, what's it say? Be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and supplication. What's supplication? Petitions, requests. With thankfulness and gratefulness of your heart, let your requests be made known before God, and he will bring in surpassing wisdom and peace upon you. You have to surrender your life. Listen, gas prices are going to get higher. Wars are going to continue to happen. Society is going to continue to destroy the past. People are going to get more racist. People are going to get more discriminating. People are going to fuel more lies. They're going to keep coming after our kids. They're going to keep coming after our families. They're going to keep trying to destroy this country. They're going to keep trying to take people's lives. They're going to keep trying to nuke people. They're going to keep trying to do things. We have to be up with it as well. The church has to be up with it as well. We have to be up in the knowledge of God, the understanding of God, the relationship with God, so that we can fight any darkness that comes our way. I would love and would desire to see people in this whole region saying, I just don't know what to do, what to do, what to do. And they're talking and having a conversation with their neighbor. And their neighbor says, you know what? I'm not really sure either. But rumor has it in Beverly and Waterford that the river and their people that go there, they've got kind of a niche for this kind of thing. What do you mean? They seem to have a peace and a joy about what's going on, and they have some real answers with what's happening. The person A asks the person B, well, have you been there? And person B says, no, I can't quite commit to that. Just getting real with you. So then person A goes, you know what? Okay, well, I think I might check them out. I might think I might go talk to someone like that. What's going on? And we share them. It's the word of God, my man. It's a relationship with Jesus. You mean it's religion? No, this ain't religion. It's far from religion. I'm not talking about a suit and chairs and pews and everything else. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a live, interactive relationship that is full of truth and abundance and blessing and peace. A life you could never ask for. And this got nothing to do with crack cocaine. It's got nothing to do with drug addiction. It's got nothing to do with your feelings and emotions. It's got nothing to do with that. It's a relationship where God fulfills you, not that junk. Does that make sense? So humility and surrender and allowing Holy Spirit to work. Lastly, pile it on. Pile it on. Don't make your relationship with God Sundays and Wednesdays. Pile it on. So if you got momentum and you had a devotion with the Lord, don't sit there and think, you know what, I wonder what something says. Maybe I'll check out one of these, these channels with, uh, that Adam gave me or Pastor Dean mentioned about or Caleb mentioned about. Maybe I'll check those out. Maybe I'll see what they have to say. Oh, that's in my devotion time. I can only do it in my devotion time. Only on Sunday morning, I'll do it right when I go to church. The whole day will be holy. And my way up from church. It will be unto the Lord, Right? Colossians chapter 2, you don't have to turn there, I'm just going to read this, chapter 3 rather, 1 through 11. Actually, verse, uh, yeah, 1 would be fine, chapter 3. He says, so if you were raised along with the Messiah, if you were raised along with the Messiah, how many here have been raised along with the Messiah? That's all of us if you know Jesus. Seek the things above. Where the Messiah is sitting at the right hand of God, focus your minds, verse 2, focus your mind on the things above, not on things here on the earth. Verse 3, for you have died and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. When the Messiah, who is our life, appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Pile it on. Set your mind away from the things of this earth and focus on him. Do devotion, do family, do Bible studies, but then take it a step further. Listen to some teachings. Listen to some things. Grab the word. If you're meditating on scripture, here's how meditation on scripture works. You read a scripture you're not sure about, a Holy Spirit speaking to you, write it down. Take a picture of it with your phone, whatever you got to do. And then as the day goes on, open it up, read it again, meditate, think about it for a moment. Just take two minutes, think about it, put it away, go back to other stuff you're doing, come back to it, open it up, read it, meditate on it, chew on it, everything else, read it. Guess what? You're out of devotion. 
And then all of a sudden, at 8 o'clock at night, 14 days later, you read that scripture and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness. And I don't know how many of you, but when I get sometimes like that, man, I'm on my knees. The Holy Spirit hits, glory hits, presence hits, God's heart touches. And it sets you free. It's a relationship with that truth. Pile it on. Read, read, read books. What's reading? I know. It's neat. Left to right, words and sentences. It's cool. Read books. Get understanding. Pile it on. Because to be honest with you guys, we are in a position that we've never been before at all. I mean, you can look at the history of our past and human, of mankind, and there are some things that are happening that have never been seen before, and primarily because of technology. I've never seen a people have so much knowledge in the palm of their hand and be so ignorant and fall to so much deception. So go and search it out. If you have questions, we are here for you. The body is here, community. We're here together. Amen? Amen. Does that make sense? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Never got to the statistics of society and church, and I would have liked to, but they just would have taken too much time. But guys, the church to some extent, and I'm going to be very blunt with this, and I'm not worried about it per se. I'm actually not worried about it at all because God will shake a people that he needs to. But they're being swayed by a whole ton of stuff right now. Progressivism is moving like nobody's business. When I read that the Catholics who have been so firm against abortion are now beginning to be swayed, 60-some percent of Catholics are now saying that any form of abortion is acceptable in situations. When I have the church standing up and declaring that racism is a real problem and then declaring that Jesus himself was a bigot and a racist, and then taking, this is legit, taking scriptures, and then saying, this is why, see, he used a racist term here. When we have the LGBTQ, TV, ABCD, 123, AB, whatever, when we have all of that, and I do make mock of that, I think it's ridiculous, you're destroying people's lives. This is ignorance. When you begin to introduce this to the church and begin to find tolerance in this level of, of whatever sexuality or gender, whatever else you're doing, you're destroying people's lives. And when the church begins to go at one side saying, Jesus saves, but yet then turns around and says, oh, but you can be anything you want. They're destroying themselves. But I will say this. What we have also noticed is that the judgment of God has been swift because these churches have been shutting down there have been people that have been passing away. God does not mess around. We have to keep in mind that we stay into the truth and stay close to him in all of this. I don't want to see any of us fall away. I want to see all of us. We all want to see every one of us. All of us, we want to say, man, I made the race. I did it. I stumbled and bruised and <laughs> I stripped over the finish line, but Lord God, I made it. And we've got to preach that truth. We've got to live that truth. So don't let deception, I cannot make this clear, and this is the whole point of the messages series, do not let this deception sway you. Do not let events and current events and society sway you. You belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You belong to a victorious bride. You belong to him and his truth. You are part of a greater kingdom than this world could ever imagine or even do. Does that make sense? So let's rejoice in that. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We praise you today. Lord, we glorify you today. Come on, let's just thank you for a moment. Lord, you are so good right now, Lord Father. Lord, we praise you right now. 
Father, I pray that we do not fight your moving, that we do not fight your truth working in us, Lord God. Come on, just, come on, just praise him. Begin to thank him. Ask him right now for more of him. Lord, I pray for more of your wisdom, more of your truth, more of your understanding. Lord, I pray there be a heart and a conviction that draws us into seeking you above all else, seeking wisdom, seeking discernment, seeking understanding. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you just begin to move on our hearts to draw us into knowing you. Lord, I pray that when everything else is falling apart, I pray that we are led, that we are led to come to you first and foremost and wait till you move. As Moses said, knowing that he was about to lead the people into the promised land, he said what? He said, we will not go unless your presence comes with us. Unless your glory comes, Lord, we know it's coming. Isaiah 60 says, deep darkness covers the face of the earth, but rise, shine, for the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. So, Father, we pray for that glory. We pray for that glory, Lord. We pray for your presence. We pray for the strength and the courage, Lord, Father. And it is found in absolute truth in you. It is found in wisdom and in you, Lord, Father. It is found in this relationship of your heart and your truth and your wisdom. So, Father, come. Father, come. I pray, Lord, that we are not swayed. I pray for each and every person here. Receive this, please, today. I pray for every single person here that you are not swayed by the culture, that you are not swayed by society, that you're not swayed by the next political movement, that you're not swayed by the next war and the next issue that's out there in the world, but that the only thing I pray today that you are swayed by is the truth and the power of God that I pray that the only way that you move, that you are let out, is that God moves on you to do so. Father, I pray for strength. I pray for courage. I pray for boldness. I pray for peace and for love and compassion. Let us walk and move in the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. Let our hearts be true. Let us be a people of you, marked by you. I thank you, Father, and we glorify you. In Jesus' name, and all the house said, amen, amen. If you like a sheet up here of these resources, please come up and get one. I got plenty. You guys, thanks for everything. We love you guys. Proud of you. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to this podcast by the River Family Christian Center. If this message has blessed you and you would like to give financially or you would like more teachings from Senior Pastor Dean Wagner, please visit www.theriverfcc.com.